coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Zombie Joe, and this is episode three, and today I'm going to be talking about Australian horror. So I'm going to be reviewing a one one movie, and then the the other following Australian movie that was a love letter to this one. So that is 1984 Razorback, which is this one here. Uh, Kooky little side note: Tarantino's Quentin Tarantino's favorite favorite movie uh, when he saw it, and then that pretty much began his love for Aussie exploitation movies and then that's why we got Perlers like you know the Grindhouse movies where he went together with Robert Rodriguez and started pumping out these you know kind of uh, fake Grindhouse movie trailers and all that kind of stuff all because of uh, Razorback and his love for um, Aussie exploitation movies so that's pretty cool good to know so Razorback 1984 um, I didn't get to see this until later in my mid-teens. I was probably about 16 or 17 when I saw this. Um, and my local video shop managed to get it. Um, and, yeah, so I was able to hire it with the other group of uh, uh, VHS tapes and sat down and ploughed through them. Uh, the reason why I hired uh, Razorback was because growing up as a kid, I mean, this is 84, so, you know, later on in my, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven kind of year brackets when you're when you're around other kids and that were older than you, they always referred to Razorback and um and it always intrigued me about this giant pig that ate people and I was like, holy moly, like, you know, I, I couldn't couldn't get my head around it. I thought, what a way to go. Like, you know. So, um yeah, it was uh, it always piqued my interest, but then you know, like all things, you get distracted or you forget about it, and time passes, and then you get reminded again, and it just kind of went like this. And this is basically the relationship that I had with Razorback until finally I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna bloody get my hands on it and uh, and watch it." And so that's uh, that's what happened in my mid-teens, and uh, I, I liked it. My first impression was like, "Yeah, it's it's all right," because at the time I was getting spoiled for choice by other horror movies, so I didn't really kind of jump at me. So sixteen-year-old horror loving joe as opposed to 40 year old horror loving joe two different beasts so i kind of uh, watching it now as a as an older refined gentleman <laughs> i retract that statement um looking back at it now as a 40 year old i kind of appreciated uh what i was trying to do um i appreciate what the movie was trying to do um so it was good uh, it was written by uh, Everett Darush and directed by Russell McCarthy. Now, he went on to do um, Highlander, uh, and he also directed Resident Evil Extinction, and he did the TV show Teen Wolf uh, in the mid... Yeah, about 2011 to 2017, so that was the, uh, the American TV show that was showed here in Australia as well, and that was really good. I like that, and... Um, and Highlander as well. That was that was an awesome that was an awesome movie. So yeah, so he's responsible for directing those. Um, and like I, yeah, Everett uh, Darush was uh, he wrote the screenplay for Patrick, which is 1979. 
that was based in Melbourne, I believe, and that was an Australian horror movie as well. Um, and yeah, it didn't really get my attention, hence why it's not being reviewed, but I recommend checking it out. Um, if you, I'm not gonna knock it. So Patrick, 1979, that's an Australian horror, horror movie there. So if you wanna have a look at that, you can. Just not my thing. Um, and it was also pretty much a writer on a lot of Australian TV shows in the 80s and 90s. So um, for international watches, I'm not going to ramble off what they are because you just won't know what they are. Um, simple as that. Uh, budget was uh, 5500000 and it grossed globally 150000 and 140000 So that's pretty good. I'd love that in my bank account. Um, Runtime was one hour and 35, and that includes credits. IMDb, as usual, gave it an absolute score um, out of six out of 10. Uh, I'm gonna give it eight out of 10. So, um, like I said, it's it's a, what are we now? 84 to 35 plus year old movie, and it holds up. It still holds up, it, it's, so I don't know, why the bad score but anyway um some practical effects do drop and you're going to get that in a in a movie that's going to age but you know it's not it's not completely bad so um yeah that's i'll, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 easy uh the release date uh, now we got it in australia first on the 19th of april 84 and america got it in the 16th of november 84 um so we've got two american actors in it um, their character names are Carl and Beth Williams, played by Gregory Harrison and Judy Morris. And they, like I said, are an American couple. The wife is a journalist and she's getting sent to Australia to cover a story on kangaroos. And that's why she comes to Australia. Uh, Carl Winters is her husband and then later comes to Australia to find where his wife has gone because she goes missing in the movie. Uh, Bill Kerr and Archie Whiteley are the two... Uh, Australian uh, farm uh, farmer and farmhand relationship that they have um, at the start of the movie uh, farmer Jake uh, his grandson is uh, taken by the Razorback um, by literally having the Razorback go through the farmhouse like literally through the farmhouse that's how massive this thing is um, it's got this intense scream and it just plows through houses like it's, you know, like they're, they're made of paper. It's pretty terrifying. So unfortunately, it's gone from one end of the house to the other end of the house. And in the way of that is, is Farmer Jake's um, grandson's um, nursery. So it goes through um, the whole entire house and out the other way. So you see the nursery is all destroyed and the crib is all destroyed as well. So, and no baby. So it's suggested that the baby is taken. So if that is a, uh, if anyone's watching this and that's a trigger for you, you probably, you know it's gonna, it's gonna occur. So you, you do have the option of skipping forward on that with your remote if that's gonna upset you or that triggers anything for you. So there's that warning, the trigger warning there. Uh, so eventually what ends up happening is Jake gets, goes on trial for that and he's obviously cleared because, you know, um, uh, it's pretty explanatory. Uh, but he's uh, haunted by what's happened and he's angered by what's happened, which is fair enough. And he's just dedicated to hunting this thing down and killing it once and for all to take revenge. 
he has a farm hand who's Archie and she works around the, the, uh, the farm just giving him a hand and eventually ends up helping him hunt the Razorback as well in the movie. And um, so when Beth Williams, uh, Beth Winters comes to the country town, um, she pretty much starts annoying everyone. Uh, I don't know intentionally, but um, you know, country, I've had a run in, like I'm, I'm a Aussie and I've had a run in in country towns where, where they've looked at me and you know, they've, you know, I've got the earrings or, you know, different colored glasses or whatever. It's kind of, made them comment you know our oh, city people are weird you know it's just kind of bizarre like their mentality um i'm not saying they're all like that but you know i've if i could do it and i wasn't you know doing anything in particularly weird um to get that comment but you know beth williams obviously started ruffling a few feathers going around saying you know it's not right about doing this to kangaroos and all this kind of stuff and and uh, the local farmers are kind of saying well you know they're destroying our fences and <laughs> there's this perfectly good reasons why we're culling kangaroos um and you know we've got an outsider and plus that someone from overseas who doesn't know what's going on telling us how to live our life so you know instantly she starts pissing everyone off including farmer jake because she sees the land rover at the back and uh the land cruiser sorry and um sees these giant hooks on it and that's where you know he hooks the bodies up on and she's like horrified by that and and they have a bit of an argument. Um, so she's kind of not very welcomed in this town uh, by by doing what she's doing and then uh, eventually falls prey to um, uh, some kind of intense bullying by two guys at a bar called um, uh, Billy, <coughs> sorry, correction, um, Dicko and Benny, uh, played by David Argue and Chris Haywood. Uh, these guys are very that crazy passive aggressive one minute they're nice the next minute they're just in your face and they're just you know um, they're just crazy they're nuts like they're, they're like you know the US people would call them rednecks we call them bogans these they, they're just loose they're absolutely loose and um, and so she ends up falling kind of you know being bullied by these guys um, at, in one scene and then the Razorback comes out there is a trigger warning for that scene. There is an attempted rape on her. Um, so, and you know what is about to happen. It's very confronting. So if that triggers you as well, or that upsets you, uh, please skip that scene because it is, like I said, quite confronting. It was the 1980s, they don't hold back. Like there's, there's you know, it's quite full on. So if you are affected by that, please do skip forward. Um, it's not something pretty good to watch. Um, yeah, so, and you can skip it without, you know, wrecking a story plot. Um, yeah, so because um, Beth's a no-show, like with answering calls and stuff, Carl gets um, concerned and he flies to Australia to try and find her um, and catch up with her. And then he, so it's this second part of the movie is pretty much him just going through the town and meeting all the characters and then just trying to bum steer him away from from the town and not really giving him straight answers and being really vague um, because they're, they're annoyed at Beth. Um, and so he is getting quite annoyed and he meets up with um, Farmer Jake um, and uh, they work together in trying to find, uh, find Beth and also at the same time 
um, hunt the Razorback, which is which has terrorised the town. It's it's already attacked a few people by that point. Um, yeah, so so that's pretty much the the story plot there. There's a big showdown at the end with uh, with Carl and um, um, Archie uh, in the in the abattoir where Benny and um, Chris work, uh, Benny and Dicko work. And uh, yeah, so it's quite quite memorable um, that that final fight scene, and that's really where you get a good look at the the Razorback as well. You're, you're only getting parts of this this Razorback for the whole entire movie. You're not seeing the whole thing, and then at the end you see the whole entire thing, and you're like, oh my god! Like it is, yeah, it was really well done how they how they kept it. Uh, in the shadows for that long, you only saw snippets of it, to, but you you understood this thing was massive because like the, there was that scene where you'd see the actor, the person that was about to get attacked, and then you'd see the mouth or you see the tusk or you see the side of its face, and that that gave you the measurement of how big this thing is, like by in perspective of the of the person uh, just prior to being attacked. So that was that was a good effect. Uh, there visually to show you how full on it is. Like I said, some of the practical effects hold up. Some of the practical, other practical effects don't hold up. Um, I don't know. Each to their own. If that's going to make you rage quit a movie, I mean, well, you know, that's that's you. Um, I can't really do anything about that. Um, yeah. So yes, that that is that. That's uh, Razorback, nineteen eighty four. Um, there is a sequence in there. When I was researching this, I, I was kind of like, "Damn!" Like, there's this bit where the, where Carl doesn't have a lot of water and he's kind of struggling, and the Aussie heat's starting to cook him, so he's starting to uh, uh, hallucinate because he's dehydrated, and it goes into this really weird, like, and it looked like an '80s film, like an '80 music video, and I thought, "Oh shit!" Like, this is. This is uh, something like out of Flock of Seagulls or something. And uh, I, I look up and lo and behold, he actually does direct 80s, 80s music videos. <laughs> like, so I was like, well, there you go. That explains it. So you will enjoy that kind of trippy sequence at the, in, in the middle of the movie. Um, I'll, I won't spoil it. You will you will enjoy it. And it's, it is weird. It is weird. So that's, that's pretty cool. So I can see why Tarantino kind of liked this movie. I mean, if it was that bad... Tarantino wouldn't like it. So, you know, the fact that it got 6 out of 10 is a bit of a joke. Um, so, yeah, you'll uh, you enjoy it. So, 1984 Razorback. Um, you can, like I said, I purchased it off JB Hi-Fi, which is here in Australia. Um, they're kind of like a, you know, video sound and vision place. Uh, if you go online overseas, I'm sure you'd be able to kind of track something down um, for your region uh, to be able to purchase it. Uh, either on Amazon or um, eBay, I'm sure. Or if, if, or I don't know. For uh, Canadian viewers and American viewers that have Shutter, that are lucky enough to have it, I'm not sure if uh, Razorback will be on Shutter. But just have a check, um, see if it's uh, been released on there. So I hope it is, and you can enjoy it. So cool. The next movie I'm going to move on to is is Bore. Uh, 2018 and this like I said is the love letter to Razorback uh, even the angle when uh, Razorback was attacking people this was the angle that you'd see the pig come in at so it's pretty deliberate that this is how the, um, the visual 
for Borries. It's it's the nod right down to the cover art. Is that's how you see the Razorback attack everyone. So to give that that size perspective uh, for the audience to see how big this thing is. So I thought that was pretty cool that I noticed that. Uh, and also in the movie Boar, there's a character called Jack, and he's actually it's it, it is played by uh, Chris Haywood, who was Benny, one of the one of the uh, crazy um, uh, country hicks in Razorback. So you could argue whether it was the same guy, because if you if you look at the age of this guy at the bar and and the age of of uh, of Benny uh, in Razorback, it does add up that he'd be that age now in the movie. So, I don't know, you'd try and work that out, but I'd, I had I had a bit of fun thinking that maybe Boar runs in the same universe as Razorback and uh, that possibly Boar is Razorback's offspring. That was, that was kind of what I took away from it. Uh, there could be a chance that Benny and Jack are the same person and Benny just changed his name to Jack because he was talking about these Razorback attacks and what it does and blah 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 and it sounds surprisingly familiar to the to the movie Razorback so or, or that like I said because this is a love letter to Razorback that the stories are similar to uh, to what Jack is telling at the pub um, so so that's kind of my personal kind of little spin I think it's it's the same universe um, and that Boar is the is the offspring of Razorback um, terrorizing um, the town. Cool. So, Boar was written by Chris Sun uh, and directed by Chris Sun. Uh, prior to this, he made a movie called Charlie's Farm, uh, and it has two actors. Both the actors in that movie are in this one, and those are Nathan Jones and uh, Bill Mosley. Uh, Bill Mosley, you would know from uh, The Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, and he plays the uh, boyfriend uh, of uh, Debbie, who's, who's the Australian actress, Simone Buchan. You'd know her from, um, the Australian audiences would know her from uh, the TV show called Hey Dad uh, in the 80s. Uh, she played the older sister, um, and that was a good show. Um, yeah. Chris Sun, uh, yeah, so he's a... He's, the, like I said, the writer and director of Charlie's Farm, which is the Australian equivalent to Jason Voorhees. Uh, it's an Australian slasher. I love it as well. It's a fantastic movie, and that's why I'm going to review it on its own. I'm not going to... I decided not to review it under this... under the Australian horror banner. I want to chuck it in something else. So that's why I didn't review that, if, if you were wondering. Uh, done by the Slaughterhouse... Slaughter FX uh, group, production company... Uh, the runtime is an hour and 36 minutes. Uh, that's including credits. Uh, IMDb. Break, break out the, the golf clap for this score. Uh, five out of ten. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, easily this movie is a nine out of ten. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Cool, cool story, IMDb. Uh, released uh, in the US, like I said, late again. So we got it in the 15th of August, 2018, and the America didn't get it uh, until the 3rd of December, 20, 2019. Um, the reason for that is, is it done a lot of um, film festivals before that. Uh, by the time the film, the film festival circuit finished and it went on to 
DVD. Uh, the DVD release was the fifteenth of August, and and I don't know why the US got this on the third of December twenty eighteen. I mean that is a massive length of time uh, to finally be released on DVD in the states. Um, that's that's huge, but I don't know. Well, it is what it is. Um, so <clears throat> the actors in it, it's it's got a lot of. Um, a, a, the Australians watching this movie would recognise um, a lot of the Australian actors in this one. Uh, international viewers will recognise uh, John Jarrett uh, in this, and he plays Mick Taylor, and we know Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek. So he's uh, he's in this movie here. Uh, pretty much dressed up the same as Mick Taylor, uh, like pretty much every Australian farmer looks looks like this guy. So um, he's just the nicer version of Mick <laughs> Uh, Mick Taylor in this one. He's not homicidal. He's quite the opposite. Um, he's he's nice. He's friendly. He's a bit cheeky. Um, so uh, yeah, he's your, he's your typical Aussie larrikin farmer in this one, and that's what that's that's the kind of John Jarrett we like. <laughs> uh, Nathan Jones. Now he plays Bernie. Uh, he's an absolute unit. This guy. Now he is Charlie in Charlie's Farm. He's the he's the murderer. In, he's the big psycho Jason Voorhees guy uh, in uh, in Charlie's Farm. Uh, he's an ex WWE wrestler, so this guy's massive. He's six eleven. He's just huge, like. Um, and he plays he plays Bernie, and so Debbie um, is going to visit her brother Bernie on their family farm. And so she's bringing the f family and her American boyfriend with her, which is played by Bill Mosley. So her her kids are Ella and Bart, played by Christy Lee Britton and uh, Griffin Walsh. Uh, and Ella's boyfriend uh, has come along. His name's Robert, and he's played by the Australian actor Hugh Sheridan. Now he's he's an Adelaide uh, actor. And singer is a is a good bloke. He always plays a nice guy, and in this one here is an absolute asshole. So he good good acting on his part because he's always played the nice guy. He's a singer. He's friendly. He's whatever. But my God, does he play an absolute piece of work in this one? And uh, and good on him. It's 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 a good it's a good nod to his acting uh, capabilities to be able to play someone that full on that you just want to punch out every time you see him. Uh, so good on him for that. So he's, he's Robert, that's his name. And like I said, they're all going to, to the farm to, to see the family. Um, this boar creature is living around this area uh, and that's why they end up having a confrontation with it because um, it's decided to uh, start hunting in that area. The pub owner is Marissa Katz, and her dad is John Jarrett. So that so we meet Sasha and Ken, um, and Jesus, oh, a bit of a uh, bit of paranormal activity in the <laughs> right here. Um, if anyone's watching, can you just uh, light a bit of sage for me? That would be uh, that would be good. Thank you. Um, I'm busy, ghost. Get lost. Um, anyway, so John Jarrett is the uh, is the dad, and uh, his mate uh, Blue is uh, like the colour blue. So for for non Australians watching this, 
uh, a nickname for a lot of Australian guys was is Blue. Um, so that's that's his nickname. Uh, played by Roger Ward. Now, uh, Roger Ward was in Mad Max. He was the he was he was one of the enforcer guys. He's the big bold guy in Mad Max. Um, so, and uh, he's the big bold guy in this movie. Now he's just aged. <laughs> so. <laughs> And he's good. That these two, when they get together and they start talking and and yelling at each other, they're, they're your typical Australian friends yelling at each other. The the dialogue is really out there, so the Australians will recognise it immediately. As this is pretty much how we talk to each other. Um, international viewers can watch this and enjoy it without getting lost in in ling, uh, you know uh, Australianisms and that kind of stuff. I thought that was really good for Chris Sun. He didn't overdo the the Aussie accent or the or the um, uh, you know throwing in typical Australian terms for international viewers to understand what's going on, and that that's what I liked about it as well. And what I mean by that is you know the Australian accent gets ramped, like so. You got my Australian accent now. And what I mean by a ramped Aussie accent is, hey, gun, like, yeah, yeah, this is not bad, like, yeah. Like, they all start talking like that. And and so <laughs> when the Australians watch other Australians in these movies, we're just going, oh, my God, like, um, and, you know, so the overseas people think, Jesus, that, that's how they talk, like, you know. So it kind of annoys us Australians when we, when we watch something like that. Uh, so that's the one thing I liked about this movie is that they didn't overdo the, the the Australian accent and that kind of stuff. Uh, the Australian viewers also get a bit of a, a bit of um, uh, a bit of enjoyment as well because we get two cameos in this movie. One is the Indigenous actor Ernie Dingo, uh, and so I thought it was really good. He kind of pops up, does his bit, and leaves, and I thought that was quite funny. Um, so and he does a bit of a cameo. And Steve Bisley, now his cameo is so quick. It is just hilarious. He's, he's just yelling something from from a guy uh, at uh, John Jarrett and uh, and Roger Ward's character at the servo and it's a uh, service station. And it's, it's quite funny and a typical Aussie kind of response. You know, when you see two mates, uh, you know, um, and uh, yeah, his cameo is literally that fast. He just he drives past, yells something at them, and just keeps driving, and that's it. That's his cameo. And I thought that was hilarious. Um, this yeah, he's a good Australian actor as well, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that his cameo was that short. Um, so that was good. So basically, the premise of Boar is it's it pretty much starts off like Razorback, where it attacks like a, a couple, uh, like it does attacks in Razorback um, and then so we get the idea of what this thing's about and um, yeah so then proceedingly as the movie goes through we start to meet all the actors uh, all the characters uh, in the movie and then it just pretty much the boar comes out and starts picking them off because they they're all because they're on the the, the farm and the property is so massive like Australian farming properties are very big um, you know, they go for acres and acres and acres. And so, you know, this boar just happens to be in this acreage. Um, and everyone that's camping in these areas uh, just fall victim to it. Um, and it's pretty merciless. It, it just tears up these, these young people at a campsite. It tears into a young couple uh, that were camping and hiking through the... Through the um, 
through the bush. Uh, it's it uh, then because uh, John Jarrett and Blue go out drinking in the in the um, out in the bush as well. They get attacked as well. Um, so it's it's just kind of uh, it's indiscriminate. Like and it just if you're there and it doesn't like you too bad, you just you're getting put down. Um, and it's like I said, it's absolutely massive. And then we get the reveal at the last part of the the last part of the um, uh, the movie, and it's a big showdown uh, with the family, and it starts to you know do its starts picking people off. So um, I'm not going to go too much into it because I will end up spoiling it. So that's why I'm kind of giving this kind of not vague but very circular kind of review around it because if I do get into the nitty gritty of this film I will spoil it and you will hate me for it and if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out board 2018 I think you can um, get it. if you got Xbox you got Microsoft Store you can buy your videos that way um, your you know sanity in Australia JB Hi-Fi will have it and if you're overseas it would be Amazon and it will be uh, on eBay as well and if Shutter I'm, I think Shutter might have it but um, yeah um, I'm, re I'm referring to Shutter because they keep saying that Shutter is going to come out to Australia and it doesn't and it's driving us nuts like and it's driving me nuts so I don't know what the deal is you know America and Canada have got Shutter Australia for some reason keeps getting promised Shutter and it just doesn't it hasn't come out here and there's plenty of horror fans here in Australia that will put down uh, the money per month for a subscription for sure um, me included so yeah that's the that's the Australian uh, horror special episode uh, so yeah Razorback and Boar I uh, hope you enjoyed the two reviews and that inspires you to go out and uh, watch both movies um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy it and uh, cool. So later on I'll be reviewing some other films coming up and I hope you enjoy those. And if you haven't already yet, just uh, like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, join the Facebook group with the same name, Adelaide Horror Podcast. And yeah, so a bit of an update as well. I'm on. I'm in the means of working out the techniques of, of uh, putting up a podcast together. So that's that's eventually will end up happening, uh, and that's where I'll take each episode and I'll do a deeper dive into um, into the movies I've been reviewing so far. And uh, yeah, cool. No worries. Thank you very much. And stay scary. Stay safe. And I'll see you in the crypt.